just it, things happen, you know, and yeah, um, things happen. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Although I do feel bad about our, our previous guest, Karen Green, who was wonderful. I absolutely loved her. Yes. Uh, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if I was having a senior moment. We're going to let you into the workings of Seti Bimco. I know you edited it, but I'm going to own up to it because I wonder if like she she, she walked away and thought, why was he calling me? I, apparently, I was calling Karen Linda in a couple times. Is what you're telling? Twice. Only twice. Only twice. twice. And you know, I just I'm I'm just acknowledging it because I wonder if she got up and goes, "Why is that guy calling me Karen or Linda?" I don't. Do you know, know. Linda? An Aunt Linda? I I know <laughs> several Lindas, but I don't know why. What I did. I do know one Linda who is also Jewish. So am I saying that all Jewish women look alike to me? I mean, I don't, that would be, that would be wrong. You know, I don't know. Very racist. It's the SETI BIMCO show with your hosts, Tim and John. In fact, it's SETI summer camp BIMCO month. Basically, SETI BIMCO is always like being at a summer camp because when it's on the air, you hear crickets. It's a SETI BIMCO sh- show, John. The sh- it's a SETI BIMCO show. The mm-hmm. show where we look back at the travesties and humor of high school and movies of questionable taste that involve high schoolers. And this is the 24th episode and the and it's summer SETI camp BIMCO month. This is mm-hmm. our... I guess it's our last summer camp. Well, I don't know. We, wa- we watched Poison Ivy. We, we Poison talked Ivy. with Karen a little bit about summer camp. And then we watched this movie called Summer Camp. It's basically a porno. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's basically soft porn. Uh, and sometimes not so soft. <laughs> okay. All right. So what did you do with yourself last week, Tim, after you, John Hinckley canceled his concert? Oh, I no, I sent you no, that we, email, too, and you sent it to me. Uh, and I sent it. I sent it. Yeah. I. You know what? I saw the email finally. I don't know. But, um, yeah, John. Go? I would be terrified. They were sold out shows, Tim. I told you they would be sold out shows. Or the maybe, whole time, I'd just be thinking, who's here with a gun? Who's here? Who's on Molly? And they have a gun. Well, maybe they're taking into consideration all the shootings lately. I don't know. Maybe well, they're, yes, maybe, that's exactly maybe they're thinking. Maybe they're thinking, don't tempt fate. But he had three concerts canceled, one in Chicago, one in, Can- one in Connecticut, and now Brooklyn. <laughs> and the promoter is like, do you know what I think it was, though? Do you remember, when we, were, remember when, we, when we were watching Patty Duke still rocking in Brooklyn Heights? And Cindy Williams as Sue Ellen hacked the computer system and made it look like that the basketball game was sold out. I think Jodie Foster. Right. I think Jodie Foster got somebody to hack the, you know, whatever. Does she have a granddaughter? I know she got kids. Maybe. Yeah. I think what she did was she like hacked StubHub or something, whoever was, (laughs) you know, running this live nation or whoever and made it appear that. John Hinckley's John Hinckley's show was sold out. I, so I guess in the you end, think that. Okay. I guess in the end, Jodie Foster got the last lap. I would just be afraid to go. Like I said, like how many Dave Matthews fans are here? And <laughs> well, that's the guy to, I talked. That's enough to scare the, guy the Jesus out. Yes. <laughs> the guy I talked about last week, I saw on the subway with no belt and a baby doll. I bet you he'd be there. He probably, probably he might have been the opening act. Um, I have a few questions for you to catch up on. 
Remember a few weeks ago, I mentioned that Carlton the Doorman had his own pilot. Did you ever watch that? I sent no, it to I, you. You know, I was listening. I was re-listening to our episode with the people where you were talking about. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no, I never watched well, it, that. Yeah, it's okay. We'll watch it someday for an episode. Maybe we could. Yeah, maybe we could. That would be. Maybe we could get like a guest to watch it with us and we could just all talk about it. Yeah. I don't know who that would be. Who's going to watch that? It's terrible. I saw part of it. I turned it off. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I will watch it. I will watch it. And I'll probably watch it all the way through and go, why didn't this get picked up as a series? So did you have any uh, thoughts this week? No, not none whatsoever. What? You always have thoughts. You no, said you went out the other night. Oh, I just met up with some people. No, I just met up with some people. I No, what I was going to do is I was going to, because, okay, again, we're letting you behind the scenes of SETI Bimco. I was having these technical issues last week, and okay. Tim and I were planning on just getting together. This week, we're, we, we either do this on a Monday night or a Wednesday night, depending on our schedules. And mm-hmm. so this week, we're doing this on a Wednesday night, but we were going to get together for five minutes on Monday just to make yeah. sure everything was kosher. And I like to say hunky dory, John. Hunky dory. There you go. Peachy, ducky. <laughs> um, so I had a, a couple of people that I know, and uh, they were like, hey, you want to meet up tonight? And we're going to meet up, blah, 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 such and such a place. And I was like, you know what? I work all the time. Like, I do not get a day off. Like, sometimes I'll take a Tuesday, a Tuesday night off from the part time job, but I work the part time job evenings. Monday to Friday. And then my full-time day job is Thursday to Monday. So I, and so I just sent Tim a quick text and I was like, look, and I was off the next day from the day job. And I was like, Hey, would you be terribly upset with me? If I, if we just did this all on Wednesday Mm -hmm. and what I was going to text was, and you were like, Oh sure. No problem. Have a good time. And what I was going to text was was punching because they've rescheduled John Hinckley's concert (laughs) up here in Auburn and I'm going to go see it. But then I thought, you know, there is such thing as taking a joke too far. And then I was like, Oh no, he's going to tell everybody in Brooklyn, you know, John Hinckley, he put, they put the show up. Stay. Yeah. My friend John's going to see it tonight. And I was like, and then have Tim talk about it for two nights to everybody he knows. And then Wednesday, and then Wednesday I'd be like, Oh Tim, no, I was totally, I was totally jerking your chain. (laughs) No, I just can't do it. No, I know. I know when. I know when, when not to take a joke too far, and that would have been <laughs> the John Hinckley show. Is all the buzz here in Brooklyn? Is it really all the buzz? <laughs> well, now that it's is it canceled or is it is it canceled or is it postponed? What was the wording they Re- used? He said they're looking for another canceled. venue. So I'm guessing. I would that like the, to know I'm the demographics that, of who bought those tickets. Are they hipster kids or are they fifty year olds who are like, hey, I remember this guy from his. His hits in the eighties. Yeah. No one's going to. No one's going to hear his music. I well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, then then it, <clears throat> then it like, but like then it like brings up the questions like, what if that bullet had like gone one inch to the left or to the right or whatever right. direction it would have gone? Like history would have been changed. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, that was just. We were there. We were there. We were there in school when you heard it. Because it was like Reagan and then the Pope, like within a month of each other or a month and a half oh, or so. They were very, very close together. If the very internet was around back then, that would be a whole conspiracy. That would be a whole conspiracy theory. Alex Jones would, would have something to say about that. 
Well, I don't, I don't have, have too much else to say about my week. We rode to Coney Island here in Brooklyn. They have pretty good bike lanes, and you can ride to Coney Island on a bike lane pretty much all the way from Prospect Park. Mm. So we did that. But I always want to get out to go biking. My favorite I thing. Do what you can. Yeah. How long will you bike what? into the fall? Are you saying I'm old? What no, are you talking about? No, no, no. I meant weather. <laughs> I'm talking weather. Are you threatening me? I'm talking about <laughs> Do it before John although, comes here. <laughs> although, as long as we are talking about age, and then I was listening <laughs> to our episode of The People, and like I told you three times when you asked, who's the one who said she didn't kill anyone? I'm like, Leslie Van Houten. And I'm like, yeah, but there was something I'm like Leslie Van Houten. And then like five minutes later, you go, yeah, but there was somebody who said she didn't. I was like, Leslie Van Houten. <laughs> yes. So eventually bad, this is going to eventually this is going to be I don't know how long we can do this because I think we're both turning into old men because <laughs> eventually the name of this podcast will be Seti Bimko. Hey, you kids Hello. get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> but I was listening back to that. Okay, talk about a scene. I don't even remember recording that episode. I mean, I did remember recording That's the episode what once I heard it. But then you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot to <clears> edit the people. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't remember this. Yeah. I don't know what the people Some, are. What the hell are you somebody talking about? Somebody texted, a friend texted me, said, oh, I, I was laughing at your haggis jokes. And I'm like, I don't remember haggis jokes. I don't know what they were. I did I remember don't. the haggis <laughs> jokes from Patty Duke. I did remember those. Well, we fixed your... Your problems, anyway. Yeah, I think we're doing okay. It sounds like we're like a okay, okie dokie, hunky dory. We got. I think our our, our producer, Miss Lee. She she said you were having a problem with your camera. Why did you? Why was why was there a problem with this camera? This is your producer, Miss Lee. John, your camera broke down because you're a Pisces. Yeah, it's our low so self esteem pre- issues or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess we should get to this movie. It's just a framework for jokes. I say, yeah, I say, let's get to it. Let's get to it and get it over. Welcome to the wildest, hottest vacation ever. Summer camp. These are not just campers. They're animals. And this is not just a camp. It's a zoo. Because whatever turns you on turns into a party. Come on, join the action and enjoy the laughs. Send yourself to summer camp. It'll flip your toga. Rated R. I'm going to read the synopsis. Oh, you've got a, a synopsis. synopsis. Okay, all right. I, I stole it from online, John. Okay. So the director of a failing summer camp decides to invite campers from 10 years ago for a pre-weekend event, hoping that he can trick them into fixing the place up and also get their families to provide them some financial support. So did you, did you even realize that was the plot? I guess we did. That was well plot. Well, okay. Well, see, I came up. Okay, so I came up with my own synopsis. Tim, do you mind if I read it? Oh yes, please. Okay, so here's my synopsis. <laughs> Opening dilemma: come up with scheme. Lewd sexual joke, bare breast. Crass sexual joke, gratuitous sex scene. Bare breasts. <laughs> lewd sexual joke, gratuitous sex scene. Bare breasts. Uh, cheesy song around campfire. Uh, bare breasts. Uh, lewd sexual joke, uh, gratuitous sex scene, bare breast, full frontal nudity, uh, people hook up, and problem solved at the end. That's my synopsis of it. Oh, you're forgetting. I think they impersonated uh, – they did a little Steve Martin bit there at the end. They did. I caught that. <laughs> yes, they did. They did. I did catch it's that. Yeah. It's closest you're going to get to any, any kind of literary uh, – mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. literary what? Anyway. Uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> you, you threw me there because literary in this movie just do not fit in the same sentence. That kind of threw me for a loop. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, 1979. Mm-hmm. Film, filmed on uh, film stock that they'd left. They'd found, they'd found this movie in the bottom of a basement. Uh, yes. <laughs> after yes. Larry Hagman had urinated on it. It's a very quality film, quality film stock. And the only person I recognize is Walter. Um, is o- o- Walter? Olkowitz? Olkowitz? Yeah. He was in Twin Peaks. He was in yeah. uh, sitcom uh, Grace Under Fire. Oh, he was in tons of things. He did Twin Peaks. Yeah. He did Seinfeld. He did Grace Under Fire. He did, he did a lot of he's, stuff. But he's not using that name in this movie. That's true. He's, yeah. I, I noticed that. Like, he confused me when I looked it up. His name he's, was Harry something, right? Ray Holland. Ray, oh, Ray and, Holland. Okay. And this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking his, the agent at the time said, <laughs> you are never going to get hired with a name like Walter Olkowitz. You need to change oh, you that name. You're going to change that name. It's going to be Ray Holland and watch the work will start coming through. And he changed his name to Ray Holland. And the only work he ever got was summer camp. <laughs> Did he and change his like, name well, back? Yeah, he did change his name back too. Well, apparently, uh, though, wait a second here, because I, I think he used he. What was I saying? He also used the name Ray Holland in a movie as late as 1992, though, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, well, he's uh, the only person in this movie I've I've seen more than once. Although I think you were you've seen some people some other places. You hinted at last week. No, I was totally confused. Because oh, okay. I honestly thought that, no, I thought this was going to be, okay, so I, no, I got totally, because I saw the trailer and saw somebody, but it was not who I thought it was. So summer camp. It's okay. AKA an hour and 38 minutes of my life, I'll never get back. <laughs> Directed by Chuck Vincent, who is known for his, are you ready for this? His X-rated mm-hmm. comedies. No. This camp was called Camp Malibu. Camp Malibu. Uh, uh. Steve Zuckerman did the music. He also did music for Winnie the Pooh and DuckTales. There's someone. There's I'm, guessing, I'm guessing Disney <laughs> did I'm guessing Disney didn't dig too deep in his resume and found this is what I'm guessing. Because I'm thinking so they, wouldn't, oh, they wouldn't have hired him. This movie's confusing and disturbing on a few levels in mm-hmm. that when he has all these people come back, in my mind. They were all adults. There's a guy. They got all these characters. Like a guy's got a motorcycle. One guy's got a van. Uh, there are people that show up on a bus. Yeah, a school bus. But I'm like, oh, they're adults now. They're coming back to work on it on the the camp. There's yeah. one lady. Stevie Nicks gets dropped off by a guy with a fancy collectible car. Yeah. Did you like think instantly Stevie Nicks? This woman? She was no, I Stevie didn't. Nicks. I just thought Tramp. No, I just thought Tramp. You thought what? Tramp. I just I just thought Tramp. I just thought like you know older man sexual favors Tramp. All right. Uh, that's all I thought. But, okay, so before we get too far into this, so yeah, yeah. The, the idea is is that the camp is failing financially, and mm-hmm. the camp director pulls out, he goes, and I've got a list of all the alumni that have been to this camp, but it's one sheet mm-hmm. of paper, and it's not even like both sides. It's like just one side. I'm like, well, <laughs> I think maybe you've been in if – if your entire alumni list only takes up one sheet of paper on one side – I think you've been having financial difficulties since the day you opened the doors. Good, good catch, John. That's what I'm. That's what I thought. You know. <laughs> I mean, how much would it have You're been? You're paying to attention put, to this. How much would it have been to put like four or five sheets of paper 
I mean, how much would that? Have, how much would that? Have, how much would that have added to the budget? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the cap camp owners Henry, and they basically introduced all these stereotypical characters mm-hmm. for the campground. Mm-hmm. The camp owner got sunglasses guy who owns a van. Got motorcycle cool guy. Got rich. Well, rich dude dropped off his girlfriend Stevie Nicks. I swear, she looked like Stevie Nicks to me. They got the terrible cook lady who's always angry all the time and can't cook very well. They got the serial killer cook lady guy assistant. Uh, They got a mime. That's the regular character that usually shows up at summer camp. They got the lady Mm -hmm. who likes to work on car engines. They got Horse, the John Belushi character. Mm -hmm. Played by one Walter Olkowitz. Yes. They got the girl who keeps severed fingers in a jar. Uh, (laughs) They have a guy who sleeps handcuffed to his bed because he kills people in his sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the girl who makes shirts out of human hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a hobbit. They have a stoner who also does mushrooms and also does heroin and also steals mm-hmm. all the jars filled with severed, fing- severed fingers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we got the kid who loves Jackie Gleason and has a signed photo yep. of him. And, and a cameo by <laughs> Leslie Van Houten. True. It was when she was True. out on parole for that year from 75 to 76. Yes. She actually got released for a year because they retried her because allegedly she didn't kill anybody. Is and she so the one who re- didn't kill anybody? She claims. She was the dainty little flower who stabbed <laughs> Rosemary LaBianca 14 times post, <laughs> post-mortem. Dainty wasn't little. there somebody who didn't kill anybody? Yeah. Leslie they stayed in the car. Yeah, Leslie I saw, I saw the, So while she was, on, so while she was like out getting retried, she had a cameo in. True, you, yes. you, you might have missed her. You might have missed her. Anyway. Oh, they also had the guy, the guy who didn't want to be there. He just kept saying, they made me come, they made me come, and yeah, what was ate up with marshmallows. <laughs> Maybe he was just regressing to, he never moved out of his parents' house. So he's just, he's still like 14 well, years old. They made him go to summer camp every year, and now they're like, oh, well, now you got to go again. Well, that's why this movie's confusing, because when the girls go to their their cabin, which is, they both live in cement brick houses, I don't know, they're not like cabins. The lady in charge says, okay, you guys are underage, so it's in bed by nine and no men in here. And I was like, wait a minute, underage? You, you guys all look like adults to me. You all look like you're 30 to me. And what an actress <laughs> that counselor was. What an actress that counselor was. I love, like, the random oh. hand gestures. I think how they found her <laughs> was uh, she was she was playing the Mother Superior in a children's theater production of Sound of Music out in El Segundo. Only because oh they God. couldn't they couldn't recruit enough kids to fill all the parts, and somebody saw her performing, <laughs> and they're like, "You're going to be in my movie. We're going to make you a star." <laughs> Do you remember her name? No, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember most of the. There's too many characters. And there I'm were too not many. Because they, was... they could have had four characters. They could have had four characters and just like random. Extras, just you know, <laughs> delivering lines here and there. You know, so, they didn't need all those characters. And these adult teenagers, they they get to their cabin, and there's already topless women, uh, like posters of topless women all over mm-hmm. the wall that they mm-hmm. brought with them, I guess, or they, mm-hmm. they were already there. I uh, don't know. I don't know, Tim. Not <laughs> not explained properly. No. And one guy, supposed teenager, he's got condoms and Vaseline, and his friend sees it, and he's like, "Oh, don't tell." It's a secret, and he covers it all up, and I'm like, well, I don't know what I... Yeah. Condoms and Vaseline a secret? Yeah, well... John, did you did you keep those a secret at summer camp? 
I kept a lot of things a secret when I was a teenager, Tim, <laughs> let me tell you. And yes, Vaseline was one of them, and we'll just leave it at that. No, he, was looking, he was looking mm-hmm. for the love that dare not speak its name. <laughs> Why else would you have, come on, Vaseline and condoms, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know. I'm a very innocent come, person. Yeah, well, yeah. apparently so. Just trust me on this, Tim, and let's move on. Let's not dwell on this. Let's just not <laughs> dwell on this. Let's move on. This is the first time we see the boom mic. I don't know if you saw it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it made many appearances. It was a character in the film. It was a character in the film. Actually, it did the best <laughs> acting of anyone in this film, if you ask me. Yes. Boom mic was at the pool. It was at the campfire. <laughs> boom mic was uh, selling weed to the other uh, other kids. <laughs> Speaking of the pool, I got the pool boy who's yes. supposedly a teenager and he's already tired of having sex with, with ladies. So this teenager is well, just. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, well, or, I don't, or, he says he's tired of being hit, <laughs> hit on. Why does everybody want to go on? Why does everybody want to hook up with a lifeguard? And I'm like, yeah, he was yeah. quite naive. He was quite naive. Or, or you're saying maybe he just, that was a hint he was not a, a straight. I don't know. I don't know what it meant. Oh, I don't know. We'll get into that because that was a question I did have, but, you know. Yeah. You know. He, yeah, yeah. At the end, they attack him for some reason. Well, they rape him, basically. Because yeah. he's so, the yes. The girl. So either that turned him straight, but let's not jump ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Come on, let's not spoil this movie. If you didn't see this movie, turn this podcast off and watch the movie because we're, we're going to tell spoilers <laughs> coming up. And, and let me tell you, minute. folks. <laughs> Really, I mean it. An hour and 38 <laughs> minutes of your life, you'll never get back. God, I can't believe it was that long. <laughs> it was it was unnecessarily long. All right. So what happens? They have a meeting about what they're going to do at summer camp. He, I don't understand his plan. They're going to have competitions. Uh, mm-hmm. He still hasn't told them they're going to work on the camp. Right. Uh, like, guess they're going to clean up and do painting and <clears> all sorts of stuff. Uh, they, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bad jokes. Anyway, they're yeah, all sexual. I think they're all sexual. Let's just say <laughs> this is how I yeah, think weird. this movie. This is how I think this movie came to be. Can I give my just my opinion, Tim, or am I interrupting you? Sure. No. Okay. No. So I'm thinking this movie came out the same year as Meatballs. So I'm thinking this was the genesis of this film. Somebody went to see Meatballs one week. The second week they wrote the script which was basically they found a notebook of all their crude sexual drugs from ninth grade and wrote a script based <laughs> on that. Third week, they cast for it. Fourth week, they filmed it. Fifth week, they edited it. Sixth week, it was out. That was the genesis of this movie. There, no more. And I, you know what? I'm giving it six weeks. That may have even been, that may have even been a little too long. <laughs> I tried to find out how much it- how long it took to film this, but surprisingly, there's not much information there online about this movie. No, I think people just want to forget this movie. Do you know? I went like, straight to the the TMC website. Thought they'd have something. <laughs> TCM is it? TCM, TCM, yeah, TCM, yeah. yeah. But did you notice, like, on the IMDb page, like, of all the cast, there are only like four headshots, and like, there are no headshots of any of the other actors. Like none. Not even Ray Holland had a had a headshot. He didn't. I thought. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't think. I, I don't think I saw one. Maybe I'm incorrect, but I don't recall seeing a, a headshot for Ray Holland. So he at this first meeting, he he's obviously the John Belushi. Like I'm a big funny guy. Yeah. He, they tried to make him funny. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes, his name is Horace. And he comes up, these two girls, he's like, you know why they call me Horace? And he unzips his pants and thankfully doesn't take anything out of there. But the, the yeah, the women the, are giggling like, this is hilarious. You're unzipping mm-hmm. your pants in front of our faces because mm-hmm. they're sitting. Yeah. Um, so he never does tell us why he's called Horace. So I made a list. I, oh, can't, I don't want to get sued by Letterman. Okay. <laughs> it's a top, ne- a top nine list. Top nine, top nine, top list. nine reasons they call him Horace. This okay. character, what's his name in the movie? Is, is Horace, right? Horace, that's all I saw he went by. And he's, and, and he's heavy set, John Belushi looking guy. Mm-hmm. So the number one reason they call him Horace, I don't, this was in the movie, John. Actually, shouldn't you start with, don't you start with nine and work your way up? Oh, no, you don't want oh, okay. to get sued. By, well, no, you're right. No. You don't want to get sued by Letterman. So let's do no. one to nine. One to nine. Nine being the best. Okay. Nine being the, the funniest. Like a nine on the Richter scale, which actually would be terrible. But anyway, that's another story. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've interrupted you long enough. <laughs> if you have one, feel free to add it. But number mm. one, number one reason they call him Horace is you can lead him to water, but you can't make him take a bath. Uh, the number two reason they call him Horace is because if he breaks his leg, uh, we're, people are allowed to shoot him. Okay. Uh, the number th- three reason why they call him Horace is because he lets little girls ride on him at birthday parties. Ooh. The number four, <laughs> number four reason, the fourth reason is because he likes to take a big dump in the road during parades. <laughs> they call him Horace. <laughs> number five, people like to call him Horace because... Uh, People like to pretend his leg is broken so they can shoot him. <laughs> uh, they call him horse because, number six, they call him horse because he's never had sex with a human woman. Uh, <laughs> the seventh reason everybody calls him the horse is because everyone knows that one day they will make glue out of him. Oh. And number eight, because uh, he can count to five if you give him a carrot. <laughs> and number nine, reason people call him horse is because he will if if you pet him and comb the dead flies out of his mane he'll pull you pull you around a central park oh. and he'll also take a big dump in the road while he'll also take a big dump in the road in central park okay here you go <laughs> cue the canned applause for me here. <laughs> i'll stick it in stick it in later that is brilliant that is comic gold Tim. comic gold <laughs> and no i don't have anything to ask well, what happens next in this plot? Again, oh. turn this off if, if, if you haven't seen the movie. Right. We're going to get into we, more spoilers are, here. You are going to be so disappointed. So many spoilers. Have we gotten to the, uh, the, the song around the campfire? Or is that still a ways off? Mm, I think they, well, I can't remember where that happened. Did they get their, did the boys get their beds short sheeted first? I, I can't remember if that was before or after. Let's say it happened after. Okay. So we'll talk about. Getting back to the no, I'm going to say that we were going to say they were out of the campfire. Uh-huh. Then they went back to their bunks, and okay. they were short sheeted, and the shaving cream was all over the place because that would have been at the end of the night when they were getting ready for bed. So no, I think right. this, I think the cheesy song, the lifeguard, the pool boy, Dick. <laughs> yes. Said, oh, was he singing? He was the one singing. Okay. And he said, "Hey, I've got this song to do. Can you put it in the movie?" And they said, "We'll put it in the movie." If for the rest of the movie, all you wear is a skimpy red speedo. Yes. <laughs> Which I like think the for, song was 
Which first of all, and where the steel guitars are coming from, I have no clue. Because he was just sitting there with an acoustic guitar, like strumming. And all of a sudden, there were like steel guitars. And I don't know where all this was coming from. And it was just a really cheesy pseudo country song. Well, the song was about please, please, ladies, please stop hitting on me. I do please not stop want to hitting sleep with on you me, anymore. I want to sleep with your brothers. Um, yeah, no. And, and that like also kind of brought. Okay, so like you're sending your 12, 13, 14 year old daughter to this summer camp with, you know, a good looking, pretty well-toned young man in a very skimpy red Speedo. I mean, it's just, I think it's just a recipe well, for a disaster. I mean, shouldn't they be wearing like swim trucks like down to their knees? I well, no, I think these, these, these kids were at least supposed to be 18. I realize they, they look 30, but it's supposed to be 10 years later. So I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt they're 18 because okay, they were told we'll they were underage. I don't maybe know what underage is. This is California. Underage is 21. I don't know. Maybe in 1979 it was 21. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the ladies put shaving cream in their beds and Vaseline in their beds and short-sheeted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took took these guys quite a while. Like, one bed had shaving cream. They were upset. There was shaving cream on the walls. And I think they all went to bed. And then they all figured out they'd been short-sheeted and that they mm-hmm. had all had Vaseline in their bed. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> if one bed had Vaseline, I think the rest of you should check. And anyway, yeah. I think they hemmed and hawed for half an hour, and, and one of them had read a Sherlock Holmes novel. And they said, hey, I think the girls did this. <laughs> Let's go have a panty raid. <laughs> the girls either did it or the, or the, uh, or the lifeguard. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. or, or Sasquatch. Or Sasquatch. Or this Sasquatch. movie needs some Sasquatch. This is when you need some Sasquatch in this movie. <laughs> this film was also filmed on the same. It was the same film stock. The Patterson film, Sasquatch film, was filmed on. Oh, I think is Patterson that, filmed this movie. Is, is that and where? And then I he see, went out. Is that why it looked familiar to me? Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked familiar. Okay, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, or like you know. The jet plane is going over and D.B. Cooper drops down into the camp. That would have been another. That would yes. have been another awesome plot twist. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So they, they panty raid the girls' cabin and uh, sexual assault happens pretty much on multiple levels. They, like, tear their shirts off and steal them. Like, I think they steal some underwear off the girls. So, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of sexual assault, a lot of yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think this problematic movie would be getting made in twenty twenty two. I really don't. <laughs> it would, but it's called Pornhub, John. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. <laughs> I do. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I think this movie might have been like it could have been rated X, but he's like, well, let's try the rated R audience. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what, okay. What and that, well, that was going to be again, and not to interrupt you. Although I'm really interrupt yeah. you because I think whatever we say. Whatever we say has got to be more interesting than this movie. Yeah. But I'm like, who would, like, where were they showing, were they showing this movie, like, in drive-ins? Were they showing it in theaters? And who would go see this movie, like, teenage well, boys? It would yeah. be like, oh, yeah. but, like you, could, like, you couldn't take a date to it. Like, I mean, if no. you were a girl and a guy took you on a date and you saw this movie, you remember, like, Taxi Driver with Travis Bickle? And he takes the mm-hmm. Sybil Shepherd character on a date, and they, he takes he takes her to the porno film. 
And it's like, right, right. you know, and so like the mother, you know, she's like this really like Midwestern Christian mother. She's like, oh, so what'd you go see? Oh, summer camp, really? Well, here I'm making weapons. You sit down and tell me every second of the film. <laughs> I mean, who, where would you, I, yeah, this is just, I don't know. Well, you know, Porky's, I think, made a lot of money. There was just a lot of teenage boys who went to see Porky's. Yeah, I mean, there were three. Right. Were there three sequels to Porky's? So, you know, yeah. I know of the two. I know like Porky's Revenge and Porky, and then I don't know. You, kind of you after, lost one of your DVDs. You had the collection. One, one DVD no, I actually, got lost. Think, <laughs> I actually think I went to see one of those in the movie theater. Well, I just because you were high, right? Higher than a kite. <laughs> higher than a kite. I think it was like my you senior. Went, year. You didn't bring me. I think. It, well, I think you were in Pittsburgh. I was my senior. Year. It was my senior year. I was making up. You know that year mm-hmm. you were all gone you had all gone off to find for, same and fortune I think, I think i remember a kid coming to class who had seen it i think it came out but well well maybe the original we'll Porky's. I'm, I'm talking about porky's revenge oh man i think it was the second one and i think it came out in 84 or 85 and yes i think i was the story the cut. story was just diluted diluted by then john you gotta gotta say it's the true nothing nothing ever except for godfather part two nothing surpasses the original Nothing surpasses so, the original. So, and this panty raid horse wears some panties, panties on his face as a mask. And I wanted to mention, he, he wears it like a mask, just like hentai caiman, if I'm pronouncing that right. Do you know what hentai caiman is, John? Could you spell it? Uh, H-E-N-T-A-I, caiman, K-A-M-E-N. It's Japanese. Nope. Okay, it's it's surprisingly popular, but it is a superhero, a man. He wears girls' panties on his face, and he mm-hmm. wears the little Speedo swimsuit that Borat wore. Oh. And there's anime, and there's movies. Uh, I'll send you a link. You can see the trailer. It's um, It's pretty amazing. Anyway. Amazing. Is that the word you're sticking with? Is that is that the adjective you're going with? Amazing. Okay. It's very popular in Japan. And just FYI, uh, I looked it up very quickly. The original Porky's came out in 1981. The sequel, Porky's Revenge, came out in 1985. So, yes, I would have been a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And probably I was higher than a kite and somebody said, hey, let's go see Porky's Revenge. Do not ask me who. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't remember, but I do remember sitting in a movie theater. It's probably probably the vice principal. Yeah, yeah, probably. Or the guidance counselor. There was yeah. a science teacher in our school. I <clears throat> don't remember his name. He disappeared, and I knew, a few parents knew that he uh, was getting handsy with a female student. And, Ooh. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I remember him because he came into science class, and some kids were playing uh, everybody's crazy about a sharp dressed man's easy top. Oh, song. okay. I forget if that's the title of the song. Sharp dressed man is the title. Sharp dressed man is the title of the song. Yes. And uh, he came in, and he was like a young teacher, and he was trying to be cool. And he was like, "What's he saying? Everybody's crazy about a sharp dressed gay." And being at the and this was in his eighth grade, where kids don't know what to say. And I remember that everybody mm-hmm. went silent. Like, uh, is he? Is that cool? Can we laugh at that? Can we laugh at that? Is that okay? <laughs> Can I ask my mom? He, just, he continued. <laughs> can I have a quarter and go to the payphone and ask my mom if I can laugh at this? Hey, mom. Just asking, can I laugh at this joke? Have you heard this song, mom? Everybody's crazy about a sharp-dressed man by ZZ Top. 
<laughs> then she would she wouldn't have heard it. No, she'd be like, I don't know, I don't know, you're crazy rock and roll, Tim. <laughs> they said parents surprise you. You know this the song uh, uh, uh come on. Romeo Void. Romeo Void. John, you remember Romeo Void? I, <clears throat> well now parents, I do. Now I do. Parents parents. <laughs> Parents will surprise you because I had a tape with different songs and I had that song on it and I knew, you, oh, man, it's all right. Police, it's Brooklyn. The police are coming because I'm talking about Romeo Void. Void. That has been illegal and, since uh, right after Bush v. Gore. Then the Supreme Court after Bush v. Gore. <laughs> yeah. Then the no Supreme Court Romeo Void. made Romeo Void a federal a federal crime. Yes, I do recall that. that. Kind of got lost and, in the headlines after all that Bush v. Gore. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's true. <laughs> It and is that Van Halen song, Hot for Teacher. Oh, <clears throat> can't talk about that. Uh, but I, I have that on a tape, and I, I knew what the song was about. Do you know what it's, it's about? Incest. Well, now I from do. What, from what I've read. And my mom, just out of nowhere, she goes, that's terrible, singing about incest. Like, what, what? What? I mean, well, I, you hear songs, and you can't hear what they're saying. Sometimes you'll hear a song for years, and you're like, yeah. oh, that's what that song was about. And I'm like, geez, Mom, I had no idea you were on the ball with what that song was about. Or maybe she had one, maybe she had one up on you because there was an article in the Catholic courier maybe. telling them about this song. She's like, she heard Roxanne. She's like, what? that's terrible. Singing about a prostitute. That's not right. <laughs> then she heard footloose and she's like, what a terrible town. You're not allowed to dance. It's, it's a terrible song. Then she heard, she heard uh, Miss Piggy singing her song. And she's like, that's terrible. Pigs and frogs having sex. Pigs and frogs. Right. What kind of stuff are you listening to? What, what, what are their children turning out to be? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Making this up as I go along. I know. That's all you can do because we really got to fill in some time with this, Tim. I, you know, I well, got to be up okay, Well, John, here's the part where we see the boom mic again during the panty raid. I oh, saw okay. the boom mic. All right. Okay. <laughs> the boom mic stole some panties from. Uh, the the one the one the one woman who was trying to have sex with everybody I don't know if you know it's the boom Kim boom was her name yeah yeah that Kim. was yeah she was she was eighteen yeah again they're underage and they're having yeah, sex they're, with the cooks the uh, the doctor yeah the doctor the the camp doctor who actually dresses like a doctor he's a camp and all over like he's wearing that lab like he wears that lab coat all over like you know they're having lunch he's walking around the camp in the lab mm-hmm. coat he's you know everything. He is wearing the lab coat no matter where Stethoscope. he goes. Stethoscope. So you know. Yeah, exactly. So you, so just so you don't forget, because there are a lot of characters in this movie, just so you don't forget that he is the he was doctor. He was wheeling along that big light along with the, the x-ray machine. Yeah, well, and yeah, well, yeah, there you go. And, like, really, like, there must be some, like, malpractice suit pending where, like, <laughs> he can't practice medicine because, my gosh, if you're a doctor and that's the best job you can get. <laughs> All right. <laughs> where are we? Oh, where are where are we? Tim? Oh, they know. do do some work somehow. They put they they threw some garbage on the ground and they pick up garbage. They pick up they garbage. Paint, and they, they paint, paint a tic-tac-toe board. Yes, on one on the side of one of the buildings. And they have their own competition. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Did you know you the competition of who? Well, they do. You have a real competition. It's always men against women, right? Which I think is unfair. It was it was football, men against women. It was tug of war, uh, tug of war, tug men of against war. women. 
There was swimming. Chess, chess sw- men against women, which chess, chess men are always going to win. Come on. Men are always women don't know how to play chess. Men are super, it's like when women tell me about birth, you know, giving birth. I'm like, really? Giving birth? If women can do it, how hard can it be? Really? How hard you know, can it be? It, how hard can it be if women can do it? Yeah. So anyway, this swimming, this swimming. You're gonna contest. think of it. You're gonna think, you're gonna really think twice about it. You're gonna. You're, it's like gonna take you a week to I'm decide whether. In, or, you're, it's gonna take. No, you're gonna be like, do I leave it in? Do I, I'm leaving I am, it in. I'm just. I am. Who will, I am, who will replace well, John on this show? I am married to a woman. I am married to a woman. <laughs> okay. What's her name, John? No, no, you're no you. I mean you, Tim. Oh, I'm, oh, oh, I'm oh. playing. I am playing Tim in this scene. I see. Like, do I leave it in? Because I am married to a woman. We'll see what the what our engineer Miss Lee thinks too. Anyway, <laughs> she's never going to let you do this podcast again. Is what's going to happen? This is like this. Tonight is the final episode of Seti Bivka. It is. Uh, so they have a competition. I don't know who wins. I think the, the girls won somehow. There was a tie. Like it was. Like, like it came to a tiebreaker. Yes, because I think the the boom mic when the boom mic tried to swim against the women, right. it electrified the pool, and one of the girls died. Yes. So, uh, yes. Or they yeah, had I to think... drag her out of the pool, and they tried to re- resuscitate her, and they had a lot of awkward sexual jokes about that. But she died. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> so that. <laughs> but the other competition, they're having a, a feces contest. Who can? Who can, can uh, pinch the biggest turd, basically? The biggest turd. Yeah, and somebody's that horse is up by an inch and a half or half an inch or something like that. Yeah, like horse didn't win. What was wrong with horse that he didn't win that? What, no, I think that what? girl who was having sex with everybody, I'll bet she could have given him a run for his money. <laughs> oh, she her was poop just, would be the biggest. She, 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 she was just nasty. She was just nasty. <laughs> I mean, she was very sex positive. Come on, John. This whole yeah. movie is sex positive. She wanted everybody to think she was eighteen. She was thirty-five if she was a day. <laughs> And when she had sex with that man, he had his pants on the whole time. His jeans, yeah, I guess maybe he just, did he climax before he got out of his jeans? Was that the joke? It, I guess, I, I guess. I don't know. Well, then they have a big party. They have one song with disco. With disco. The disco song. It was gimme, like a disco gimme, party. Gimme, yeah, it, was like, it was like, gimme, it was a gimme, those were like the lyrics, gimme, gimme. I wrote it down. Gimme, gimme, gimme love. Where is it? Oh, yes, gimme your love was the song. It's, it's the yeah. only song they could afford. It played throughout the whole party until people started going insane. Somebody went on a murder spree, I wish. <laughs> see, that, see, that's, okay, yeah, then that was, like, about halfway through this movie, I would have been like, now would have been a great time for somebody to say, hey, you know what? Let's make this a slasher movie. <laughs> yes. But you know what they no, did do? There were no sympathetic characters. Everybody no. would have been killed. Nobody had a story arc. No one, no one. No one had a story arc, except maybe Horace. Except maybe Horace, and even that arc. Did he have uh, sex with, yeah, his arc was he finally uh, had yeah, sex he with. Yeah, he borrowed the van from the other he guy. He borrowed creepy, creepy guy who had the van full of carpeting. Who, who also wound up having sex in the end. Yes. There was, yeah, they tried for a joke that a woman was trying to have sex with him the whole time, and he didn't know it. Uh, you know, uh, oh. oh, the joke was that somebody was wanting to have sex with him all the whole time, and... He did, he didn't realize it. So what, but, but what what this movie did have that that would have vastly improved the Patty Duke movie? Mm-hmm. What what happens, John? They have a food fight. 
We have a food fight. Yes. Yes. Amazing. That was that was the only problem with the Patty Duke movie. That was the only problem with the Patty Duke movie. Not enough but, pies in the face. But Patty Duke almost had a food fight. That's that's the problem. There. Almost, but almost doesn't cut it. That was that was the one thing that would have that would have gotten the attention of Emmy voters. A food fight at the end. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh, well, the emotional crux of this movie, John. You, you emotional crux. It. You said that this with movie. a straight face, Tim. <laughs> The emotional the, crux. Okay. The, what was the emotional the, crux of this movie? The camp uh, owner's summer wife. camp. So summer camp, AKA an hour and 38 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. What was the emotional crux of this movie, Tim? The camp owner's wife. She was 35. Her life was over. Her life was Just over. I caught mate. that. I caught that. In 20 years, she'll be getting AARP letters. In 20 years, she, her she life is over. Our, she's in 20 she's years, crushing she's, hummels. In 20 years, she won't be my, she, she won't even be our age. <laughs> Her life is over. She sits at home watching reruns of Maud. She doesn't know what to do. Yes. She's made so many, she's made so she's, many mistakes. She, she, yeah, she, I've made so many mistakes. I'm watching re- reruns of Maud. And I'm thinking of finding somebody I went to high school with to do a podcast. <laughs> my oh life my is, my, my life is in the crapper. So what does, what fixes her life? Uh, she has sex with a underage boy. There you go. More power to her. So, so anyway, horse, horse lighting up a joint was the best acting in the whole movie, though, because he dropped the lighter out of his cap, mm-hmm. lit up a joint, and uh, it, it was actually the only scene with human emotions because mm-hmm. there was no crude sexual jokes. He was just like he, he got some some pot that was going to uh, to make her want to sleep with him or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And it's the best you get know, with this movie. And Horse was the only one who wound up having a career. So coincidence, I think not. Right. So the movie ends. Oh, we forgot to mention there's a geologist at the beginning. He's looking for stuff. Yes. And at yes, the end, the... they discover oil. Yep. And, and the owner says, we're, we're saved. It, they found oil, but... The camp is saved, but I'm like, no, you found oil. That means oil company is going to bulldoze your camp and turn right, it into yeah. a uh, like, yeah. Would you really want like? Can you imagine fire? That would be like our story. Like, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we uh, we went to summer camp next to some oil rigs. You know, they were drilling for oil next. It's real cheap summer camp. Yeah. And did you notice uh, at the end? I saw the beer. This this movie was sponsored by Coors Light. A sponsor that we cannot get. I saw there was Coors Lights well, on the table, and that's my fault. Yes, which I believe at the time was only available west of the uh, west of the west of the Rockies or west of the Mississippi. Somebody, somebody knows that. Oh, also at the end, they were walking on the beach at the end. I'm like, there was a beach nearby, and you guys stayed at this crappy campground the whole time. Did you notice no, that out of nowhere? Yeah, well, they got they, they borrowed somebody's car, or maybe they got on the kid's bike. I can't remember now. Oh. Yeah, and they said, let's go to the beach. So maybe it was a little bit of a drive. I don't know. Oh, you heard there, you that know, there, too. There's a, yeah, yeah, there's a little, there's a, there, there's just a lot of stuff you don't even bother asking about in this movie. It was like, let's, let's get to the next scene with, with Bear Breast is basically what this, what this story arc using air quotes and Bob was like, let's get to the next scene where we can show naked women. Because basically like if they're eating lunch and they dropped ketchup on their shirt, it was important for the story that we go back to the cabin with the girl and watch her right. change her shirt. Watch that, was, her. that was what yes, happened exactly. in this movie, basically. <laughs> right. 
It was yeah. a cost. The party was a costume party. We had to go back and watch them change into costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Basically sheets. Yes. <laughs> but any excuse to be naked. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was that was it. And uh, there was no story arc. Everybody was happy. Everybody who was unhappy when they came there was unhappy when they left, except for the camp owner's wife, because she slept with a underage boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she seemed to that she seemed to be the only person who came out on top in this movie. Yeah. And, you know, and then <clears> I think <throat> she wound up falling in love with not, her husband. Not literally. Yeah. She yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I was like, oh, that is the opening <laughs> for a joke. But we do want to we do not want to lower ourselves to the summer of summer camp, a.k.a. an hour and yes. 38 minutes of my life. I'll never get back there. When they when they had sex, I just I went to get a drink. I was like, oh, what's, what's going on here? It wasn't she was 30. Rich. She was 35, John. I don't want to see an old lady yeah. have sex. It was yeah, an old elderly spinster at the age of 35. All the wrinkles. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> I haven't had sex bl- since I haven't had sex since I was 28. You know, it's just like I knew <laughs> those I big was hideous. She was wearing. Yeah, I was hideous. I would have. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's all I can say. Uh, yeah. But guess right. what? Let's let's move along because, you know, what it's time for. Is it time for a quiz SETI time. quiz? I'll call it cool. SETI Q&A. Bring I'll twist answer the quizzes. Theme song. Do you like quizzes, John? I do love quizzes. I'll call it SETI Q&A. Bring twist. The Bim Code. I love quizzes. Answer the Bim Code. I'll call it theme song. Mm-hmm. All right. In this movie, who would fart in a crowded elevator intentionally? Oh, I think horse. we know the answer. Horse. horse. That's what yeah. I said. Horse. Horse. Or, you know what? Any of the Any of the guys. Any of the guys. Well, let's go with horse. But horse would be in there, and he'd say, "You know why they call me horse?" And they're like, "Why?" And he'd say, "Because I I fart yeah. in crowded elevators." And then he'd fart. Yeah, and then he'd crap on the floor. And crap on the floor. Yes, he not only would fart in the <laughs> elevator, he'd crap on the floor in the elevator. Like and then he'd sp- spray beer in a guy's face because he also yes. did that in the movie a lot. Yes, beer 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 didn't seem to be an issue at the summer camp because they sprayed it in each other's faces whenever they uh, mm-hmm. had the chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, who? Who from this uh, movie would have a podcast eventually? Do you have a? I'm going to go with Dick the lifeguard. Um, ah. He would um, he would first of all get to play his guitar every week. That's how he'd open the podcast, mm-hmm. and then he would his podcast would be about um, men can be sexually harassed too. Because poor it's, Dick okay. at the end of the at the end of it he had yeah. been accosted by i guess all seven of those women was the innuendo in, and he was just kind in of a bouncy right. castle that we never saw before what the hell was that yeah i know <laughs> the bouncy castle I, I was gonna ask i was like was that a bouncy castle i didn't know i think some kid nearby had a birthday party and i think they just yeah and they stole it in there they stole it <laughs> poor kids parents had to had to forfeit the deposit and everything because they don't know where the bouncy right. castle is they don't know why it's all sticky now yeah exactly uh, well would he be straight or not or what what would his story be on his podcast you don't know uh, you said you're know, you gonna re- revisit that i don't know i i think that might be his maybe that would be a spinoff show though okay uh yeah exactly so we, the spinoff show would also mm-hmm. be dick where he got accosted by seven women mm-hmm. at summer camp as a lifeguard in a skimpy red speedo and then he swore off women and moved to the west mm-hmm. village uh started a drag show and then the wackiness ensues. Okay. I thought 
the person who have a podcast would be um, the 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 owner's wife because oh. she was in a very unhappy marriage, and after mm-hmm. the, when the oil company came, her husband got greedy and he, he wanted more money, and her husband he uh, he mysteriously disappeared, uh-huh. wound up dead. So she got she got her half of the money, uh, and just and she she started collecting Hummels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but, uh, but there was a new fad right on the horizon that was called Pac-Man, and she got Pac-Man fever. And she started oh. playing in, in tournaments. She became a, a Pac-Man Master? expert at, a, at the at the elderly age of 35, 36. It was the next 36. Year. She'd Ooh. come in. She'd come in in her wheelchair, and everybody's like, "Ooh, here she comes, <laughs> knocking, on, champion. knocking on death's door, <laughs> old lady Grundy." Look at her, thirty-six years old. And, Look and at her, thirty-six. Yes, and uh, they're at the Pac-Man Olympics, and she's up against the teenage guy she slept with, who's now nineteen. He's the other reigning champion. She's totally lost interest in him now because he's legal. Well, he's like, he's like, what happened? You're in a wheelchair. And she's like, well, that's what happens when you reach 36. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's true. But she, she, he defeats her Pac-Man. So she, she, uh, yeah, she wandered around the rest of her life till she got a podcast where she wants to find out who murdered her husband. She doesn't really care about her husband. Right. But she just thought right. this is a great idea for a podcast. Let's look into who murdered my who husband. Who murdered my husband? So, yeah. So with this, yeah, she so she did a lot for an elderly elderly woman in a wheelchair, and uh, she really did. She's amazing. Thirty six. Thirty six. Life, beg- life begins at so the, the thirty seven. Even, even though you're knocking on death's door, life begins <laughs> at thirty six. All right. Who who would have a spinoff show? You have any ideas? Uh, well, I, I gave my gave my dick idea. Well, this is a spinoff TV show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the oh. spinoff TV show would be. He would have a TV show. He wakes show up too. molested in a bouncy house, and he moves to the West Village. And um, but who else would have a spinoff show? <laughs> that's wait. Know. That's the theme song. Is that the theme song? He wakes up in his bouncy castle. There's fun the music bouncy... playing. And <laughs> that like, cheesy pseudo country music is the theme. <laughs> And he's like, he's like looking up at the skyscrapers in Midtown, and he's like, my new life, my new life he's is running away man. from the bouncy castle. He's running away from women in the bouncy castles. Had enough of that California life. Um, <laughs> that sounds yeah, good. That's I mean, a good TV show. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, you know, sure. <laughs> I thought it would be horse and sunglass guy with a van. They they would end up as roommates. And of course, they sell pot all the time out of their it would be, van it would with, be like with a, the yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be like a road buddy. They'd go from yeah. town to town, selling marijuana to school age children, and, and, uh, and they, always and, always one step ahead of the law. <laughs> yeah, those school age children that look like they're uh, thirty five. Yeah, they're, they're always getting fooled. Like, I yep, thought you were old enough. You look like thirty five. Just as, like as, just as the cops pull into town, they're gone. On to the next episode. <laughs> And then they meet up, but they meet up with another van, and it's it's two Amish people on Rumspringa. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you know, yes, that's Rumspringa. where they're allowed to go. Is it for yeah. a year? They're allowed to, yeah. And these guys join them, and they're so wild that horse and sunglasses they can't take too much of them. You know, they're 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 always stealing their pot and cock mm-hmm. blocking them. They just so can't take the, these yeah, Rumspringa. So in the in the end, what happens is the Amish guys don't go back to the community, but horse. 
and sunglass guy do. Right. They and they're like, that's it. We've seen the error of our ways. We've sent <laughs> enough. We are becoming Amish. We're just going to take your place. You Take the van. Take the van. Take yes. the van. Take all the weed. There's a road map in there, all the places you're going to stop. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go back to Lancaster County and, you know, <laughs> farm. They'd last one week, and, they're like, and they'd see horse wearing ladies' underwear on his face. And like, wait, yeah. what's going on? Well, a horse could actually pull the plow. They wouldn't need a mule. Oh, that's right. They'd just be mad horses always taking dumps in the road. They don't care. They don't they don't need to get a new they don't need that's a new true. mule or they're Amish. They don't care. Well, I don't mean to They don't care. As long as they get as long as he's pulling that buggy, they don't care. Like, send horse out in the field to fertilize the, the farm. Exactly. You know? You're win right. win okay. for everyone. Good one, John. Thank you. That was so just could, off the could, top of my head. Could, can Maud defeat anybody in this movie? Maud defeats, Maud defeats everyone. But well, we got to see I, if we got mail. We did get a letter, and let me tell you, it's from Kevin uh, Cablasto. Oh, okay. Kevin Cablasto sends letters into the Bat and <coughs> Spider podcast a lot. And sometimes on Bat and Spider, they say, well, we're not reading this letter. And I think we got one of those letters where I'm like, wait, because you know, we're not reading it because it's Kevin Cablasto because or we're, just, we're just not reading it. Well, I, I'll read it and I'll edit it out. Edit it, edit it out. It's, it says, hi, John and Tom. John and Tom. I bet, I bet you didn't know that Sean Astin, the stupid hobbit, was the son of Patty Duke. I bet you oh. also didn't know that she was a huge and was also with Gomez Adams himself, John Aston. <laughs> Even though John no. Aston wasn't Sean's bio dad, who is Michael Tell, he says, it doesn't change the fact that Patty was still a huge fan. She had 26 ex-husbands over the course of four years and was pregnant 16 times. Love the pod, Cablasto. So there you go. <laughs> no, Miss Lee, that, can that, we read this letter? Can you talk to legal? That part, I mean, I knew about you. Like, you didn't know that Sean Aston was your son. Well, duh, Kevin Cablasso, that she was married to Gomez. But no, 26 divorces and 16 pregnancies. And, and what was it, five years? No, I did yes. not know. She didn't She didn't have that in the autobiography. <laughs> Kevin Cablasso, I think your facts are wrong. Yeah, Kevin, before you start publishing letters on respected podcasts, Where's our producer? Uh, before you start, before you start sending, before you start sending letters to Peabody Award eligible <laughs> podcasts, yes, think twice. Think twice. Peabody Award eligible. <laughs> Cablasto's on some podcast called Spaghetti and Freddy. I sent him an appropriate letter, John. I can't wait to hear him read it. <coughs> okay. We'll I thought of different happens. names for when his pot, when they, when they run out of thir- Friday, uh, Friday 13th, when they run out of Freddy movies, what are they going to call it? You know? Well, here's, a, now I got thinking about that. I got thinking about that. And I don't know if this would work for them, but there are 44 episodes of the TV series, Freddy's Nightmares. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's going to surprise us. So there you go. You got maybe we scoop. We got the scoop. There you go. I, I'm thinking. I'm All thinking. Right. Kevin Cablasto, you're welcome. You're yes, welcome, Kevin Cablasto. 
All right. So we watched a porno movie today and we talked about it. And I think we've yeah. got to get out of here. I think it's time. <laughs> you can email so where us. Do they, yeah, where do they send an well, email, Tim? Email us at SetiBimco with an E at Gmail. Uh, SetiBim, at SetiBim on Twitter. SETI underscore BIMCO on Instagram. And if you have a story about high school you want to tell us, uh, email like email part of it. Don't tell it all. We don't. We right, like to have right. some. Surprise. We don't have time for. We don't have time for this. No, it's not. That. Not. Not. <laughs> well, not. I have so not, many not, emails. Not. Not. when we're running a Peabody <laughs> Award eligible podcast. Yes. We do not have time to be reading. Follow us and like us and review us. And hey, the best character in this movie. If you watch this movie, you'll agree with us. The best character was the boom mic. Okay. The boom mic. Yes. Yes. All right, John. All right, Tim. You have a That's great it. week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank goodness. Bye. Seti Binko is a podcast by Tim Hamilton and John Kelly. Produced by Miss Lee. Music by Tim Hamilton. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Party line.